0: y'all welcome back to another episode of call her holy i'm laura eldridge and i'm nicoletta bradley and today dun dun
1: dun (laughs) we have
0: we've been laughing so hard because tara lee cobble is in the room and she is so fun y'all
1: dude hi like who
0: knew y'all probably know tara lee from the bible recap if you ever have heard of the bible recap or had friends who have done the bible recap she has other stuff that's going on too but you, you may not have known like how stinking fun she is.
1: Dude, honestly, I met Tara Lee when we went to dinner a couple weeks ago and I was like the woman behind the blue book. <laughs> <laughs> the little blue book. Tara Lee, say hello to call her holy.
2: Uh, hi, friends. So fun to be with you guys and to hang out with all your listeners here today. I, I just love you guys. And this we're having a blast in here. And I hope all you listeners out there have as much fun listening to us.
1: Here's the million-dollar question: What's your Starbucks go-to order?
2: Well, my Starbucks go-to order—it has a lot of words in it. I'm going to have to look at the side of my cup here. It's the Grande iced brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. Yes,
1: <laughs> queen. and then we got Celsius in the house with Laura, and I have stomach problem today, so I just had some cheese crisps. Okay, you know what they say with. is
2: great for a stomach problem is cheese. Cheese.
0: <laughs> 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 Dairy. <laughs>
1: You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a doctor.
0: you I don't know, but I, listen, I'm just going to be, I get, feel a vulnerable mommy coming on. I've had stomach problems this <laughs> week. And I've been like, Nicoletta, what have you done to me?
1: Dude. Should I go there? Okay, go She there. always
0: has stomach problems. So, did you know this? This week was the it's worst really it's sad. ever been.
1: I had a lunch date, and let's just say the lunch date that was supposed to be an hour and a half lasted 40 minutes, and I was in the public restroom Aww. for the other 45. Oh my
0: gosh, that is so sad. Yeah, you know we
1: survived. My friend Danny was like, whatever. But that's my that's my uh, QLU uh, okay. of the quick life oh update God. for the here's, week. Here's one thing that
0: y'all need to know who are dreaming of marriage and all the romantic. During my stomach <laughs> issues this week... I want not only do am I inviting this man into what's happening
1: this intimate moment <laughs> should I just
0: say it? I had diarrhea y'all <laughs> I just can't say it. I had diarrhea like last week I think I had food poisoning and I know Terry Lee is like, wait, what the heck did I get into? <laughs> These girls came to talk about their bowel movements. Welcome We're to going to talk about it. a movement of the Holy Spirit yeah. in just a minute. <laughs> oh but <my> first, <laughs> no, listen, one, you got to know you're inviting a man into that. So you better be, you better be finding secure. somebody that you trust. You better be secure. Yeah, work on that security now. But I have to tell you the story. We had like some guy, oh, coming to spray for bugs, come into our home. And without knowing it. He walked straight into our bathroom <gasps> while I'm diarrhea. Oh no! <laughs> oh. oh
1: my god! What did he and do? He just,
0: he just looked at me. He said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "It's okay. <laughs> it just is what it is. Like Welcome it's done.
2: I'll
0: never forget your face. You probably are telling this story as we speak <laughs> yep. to all your friends and family. But now, now we're officially friends. Gosh, I bet do he's you have had any
2: worse things happen? Yeah,
0: you know, I'm sure.
2: That's that's the bottom of his list of crazy stories.
0: I bet he's knocking every time he enters a room now. <laughs> <Probably>.
1: <laughs> he's traumatized. Are you okay, Terri? Are you someone that gets embarrassed easily? I mean, you're always on stages. I feel like you're always in the front of a lot of things. Are you just like, nah, whatever, or are you? I really value being able to laugh at
2: myself, and so usually I think that just takes the edge off anything that normally feels embarrassing. If you just lean in, so
0: that's good that's because uh, y'all are probably. Either laughing or cringing at us right now. I don't know which one it is, but if you needed someone else to laugh at today, it, it can be.
1: And y'all, here's a reminder. If you experience anything hard today, remember that you didn't get walked on into, like Laura did, by her bug sprayer while she was having <laughs> diarrhea today. There's a lot worse things that could take place. But today we are not talking about bowel movements. We are talking about Tara Lee Cobble and little backstory on my relationship with the Lord, Tara Lee Cobble, b- before I didn't know you, and the Bible recap, that changed my life. And so tell people what the Bible recap is for those that don't know what it is.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I love the Bible, but I didn't used to love the Bible and I knew that it was true. And so I valued it, but I, I kind of would look at my Bible across the room and I would be like, oh, I know I need to read that today. Like, Oh, I know I'm, I'm a bad Christian cause I don't even want to read it. And the journey of my coming from not wanting to read the Bible, but like valuing its truth, was a journey that my pastor walked me through, where he offered to answer my questions. He offered to answer my questions along the way. And so he challenged me to read through the Bible in a year. And he said, you can read the Bible in a year in less than 12 minutes a day. And so I did that. And the Bible recap is me holding other people's hand through their journey through scripture, like he held my hand, because that's the only reason I finished. But not only did I finish, like I fell in love with the Word of God. And I love the Word of God now, which I didn't think was possible.
0: That's really awesome.
2: Yeah, so that, um, that is what I do in the Bible Recap. It's a read-through-the-Bible-in-365-days plan. For some people, that takes them longer than 365 days. <laughs> I did just hear from somebody who did it in 90 days. And so you can take it at your own pace, but it basically walks you through the chronological journey of Scripture. So you're reading the story as it happened, which I did not know was not front to back. And I'm answering questions. I'm giving historical and biblical context. I'm trying to help people reconcile things that may seem juxtaposed. So, oh, here God says this, and here he says this, and those seem opposite. How can they both be true? And so I try to walk listeners and readers through that. So we have the book, the Bible Recap book. We have the Bible Recap YouTube, where it's me on video talking through the things. And we have podcast, which is on every podcast channel, where I will give you the audio version. So it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure thing for anybody who wants to read through the Bible with me. I love it.
0: We have so many friends, too, who have been impacted by this. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for what you do and saying yes to God because it it would have been easy to just take it and say, okay, now I know how to read the Bible and I'm really thankful, which is amazing, too, Mm and we hope every single one of you walk away with that. But thank you for making it accessible Mm -hmm. to other people,
2: too. Totally. It's my favorite thing in the world.
1: Really? Okay. Okay, so how did you get to that place? So obviously you now have this really successful business that you're helping young women and young men, or I mean, not even young, all ages. People of all ages. All yeah. ages, yeah, I'm <laughs> yes. totally. Totally. But yeah. how, tell us about how did Tara Lee come to know Jesus? Cause that's pretty powerful of what you're doing mm. right now.
2: Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. And when I say Christian home, I don't just mean like we celebrated Christmas. I mean, church three times a week, No. private Christian school, family devotions around the breakfast table, 6 a.m. every morning. My brother, Jason, led me to Christ when I was probably three and a half years old while we were playing shoots and ladders on a Saturday night. Okay. And uh, yeah, I need to know that so. story. I know. We're like, wait,
0: tell us more.
2: <laughs> it's, my family really was a family that dwelled in the word. I love that. Dang. And my family owned a Christian bookstore. And um, was your dad so a pastor? My dad was kind of a church planter, okay, but he wasn't okay. a pastor. And so he would teach sometimes. He led trips to Israel, which I caught the bug for that too. So my first job at six years old was stamping names on Bibles in my family's Christian bookstore. So I really grew up saturated in the Word, in every opportunity to read the Word, in every opportunity to understand the Word. My parents loved the Word of God. And I became a Christian at a very young age, but I found myself in full-time ministry as an adult, like i started I started doing ministry when I was in college. And so I graduated college, went into full-time ministry and had not read the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. But when I ran into this pastor friend of mine, his name's Lee, I ran into him um, while I was in South Carolina one day, and he he said, "Have you ever read the whole Bible?" And I said, "I'm sure I've pieced it together over time because of everything I just told you." Totally. So I'm sure like somewhere along the way, I have read every verse in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And I understand the main points. Like I get the gist of it. You know, come on, public, come, like, on. C- come on, my guy. Come on. Come on, my guy. me some slack It's Jesus. Here. He died. He rose. I know the main <laughs> points, <laughs> right? Quiz me. I can answer your questions. And he said, I think you need to read it in order and get the whole storyline And so he's answering my questions along the way. And what was so challenging was I was reading and encountering things that I had never encountered Mm. in all of that time. Mm. Working at my family's Christian bookstore, going to a private Christian school, being in full-time ministry. I mean, I had been in churches around the world. And there were things being that I was reading in Scripture that no one had ever addressed in a sermon. Mm. And that I certainly wasn't finding in my, you know, short two-paragraph daily devotional that I was trying to sustain my spiritual walk on. And so it was, like, very challenging, disorienting, frustrating, heartbreaking. Like, it was a challenge, and so one of the things I want to do for people is help them walk through those struggles that I encountered my first time through Scripture. I almost walked away from the faith my first trip through the Bible. A lot of it was hard. And so to be able to take somebody through and give them a lens to look for who God is, because so much of what I had grown up, the, the faith that I had grown up in, and not even specific to like my family or the denomination that we were a part of or any of that, but just sort of what was, what's in the water in Christendom in America is this achievement based like we will say we believe in salvation by grace alone through faith alone in christ alone and then we will say here are all the boxes that you need to check yeah to prove that this is true in your life and so i that's in the water so it was natural for me to read the bible and look for my application points like how am i going to be a good christian how am i going to impress god today how am i going to impress other people with what a good christian i am and so That pastor challenged me on my second trip through scripture to read it with a lens to look for God and who he is. What does this passage reveal about what he loves, what he hates, what motivates him to do what he does? Look for God. And that is what changed everything. And so coming from this place where I had every opportunity to read the word and a place where everything in my environment told me that Christianity was about me and what I'm doing, to this place of going, oh, it's actually about God has done it all, that made me fall in love with him that made me fall in love with him far more than anything of like here are the boxes i need to check here's the lists i need to make and the ways i need to accomplish and achieve and to go into a space where i'm reading scripture and falling in love with the god of the universe changed everything
1: okay i really love that and i want to ask that question though because i think especially in my career working with a lot of college girls that is the number one question i get is basically around I don't like reading my Bible. Mm -hmm. It feels like a chore. And then it becomes legalistic. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes black and white if I'm a good Christian if I do and Mm -hmm. I'm a bad Christian if I don't. Mm -hmm. And reading the Bible has become this taxing, overwhelming, exhausting Habit, or right. not, and then when it becomes a non-habit, you believe that you're not saved anymore, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And or so you feel shame and guilt, and you're yes, constantly walking around
0: thinking you're not good enough. Yeah, yeah. So
1: what do you say to that girl who feels so guilty about not reading her Bible every day, especially in a program like yours, where it actually is a 365 day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I remember when mm-hmm. I did that, being so type a, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm the worst. Right.
2: I <laughs> yeah. A day. yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'd say I feel you. Like, oh my gosh, I know what that feels like i know what it feels like to like i've said see my bible laying across the the room and be like i should want to read that and i don't like do i even love him and then sometimes the adjacent thought is he probably doesn't love me Mm -hmm. you know totally i think if i told you to change your heart and and decide to not love something that you love or to love something that you don't love I don't, I don't. I've never been able to change. Not going to work. Heart. No. Yeah. And so to try to force that on you, and then to like lean into it with shame, all it does is like make you go the other direction. A hundred. So for me, the thing was, how do I fall in love with this? Not how do I make myself do it, but like how do I fall in love with this? Mm. And the thing that that changed me was looking for God. Yeah. Because if I'm looking for myself, if I'm reading Scripture as the roadmap to life, and it's giving my to-do list, then anytime I nail the to-do list, I'm going to feel so proud of myself. Look how great of a Christian I am. <laughs> I don't actually need Jesus because I've got it. Mm-hmm. And when I fail, I'm going to just be demoralized. I'm going to feel so much shame and so much regret, and I'm going to distance myself from this God who has put this really heavy burden on me, or so I think. Yeah. So reading it to look for myself, treating it like the roadmap to life, sometimes would we'll treat it like a pharmacy. Like I need some hope today. I need some encouragement today. I need to like be reminded that God's gonna like fulfill all my dreams. You know, and when you go mining for those verses and we treat it like that and we don't treat it like getting to know God, man, that is that was so hard for me. And so I would guess that for the person who is struggling with this, it might be that one of those is your approach to scripture. That the treating it like a roadmap to life or treating it like Um, how to get what you need is maybe, might be the lens that you're reading scripture through. And so I would challenge you to try out a new lens because that new lens, if you put on a new pair of glasses, you see things differently. Yeah. And so if your lens is to look for the living God, look for his character, what does he say or do in the passage that you're reading? What do we see? And, And there are some things, and this is important. One of the reasons that reading chronologically was so transformational for me was that it didn't allow me to take things out of context.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so when I would take things out of context, I could really misunderstand God and his heart and his motives. And I could be like, well, why did you kill all those people? Why did you do this thing? Well, you said you were going to do that. And then you like changed your mind. What's going on here? And when you read it and you get the whole storyline and you really see the character of God pop off the page, that is the thing that is going to change your heart toward him. And we naturally are drawn toward the things that we love. We want to be engaged with the things that we love. And so looking for him in those spaces, watching the way his character, it shows up on every page. You get that in the chronological storyline.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is literally so good. Because I think, like, one, I echo everything that you're saying that's so amazing. And I love how you broke it down. Because I, I bet people are identifying themselves in that. One thing that we also do is that we will like hold on to verses out of context and it'll give us this false hope. Yeah. And then we'll start getting mad at God for something that he never promised. He's like, wait, dang, yeah, I Girl, straight yes. up told you this life is going to be hard. You're going to be rejected. Why are you so upset when people are crucifying you right you know yeah. why are you you're not getting crucified probably right it might feel like it I know <laughs> and I know your heart is just, is feels like heart. Heart. <laughs> trust me I am the right. girl who was on the floor crying <laughs> for days on end but I think we end up getting mad at God and I love how you said like it's about getting to know God because I think that we can also hold on to the head knowledge of like I just need to know the Bible that doesn't make way for heart transformation. And all of a sudden, you are just a smarter sinner. You know, you're <laughs> <Yep>. just like.
2: <laughs> yeah, and probably a
0: more arrogant one. Exactly. So you're even worse of a sinner. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> so there really is something so sweet to knowing the story of the Bible mm-hmm. and and finding, like identifying with the characters and watching how they develop and watching how God, it's like all about him mm-hmm. and that how he had a plan all along for Joseph and how Joseph's flubs are not going to mess up God's plan right. and, and how it was all to bring about his glory and how his arrogance, if you will, yeah. to bring uh-huh. that example had consequences of mm-hmm. look at my coat. Anyways, right. you pick up so many amazing things in the story of scripture. So I love that your mm-hmm. mission is breaking it down for people and walking through that with them.
1: Lee don't you have an example that you give a lot around how reading the Bible is almost like a dating relationship?
2: I mean, it certainly is. Uh, so like a lot of how I, <laughs> a lot of how I m- learned a lot of what I know about the Bible growing up was secondhand. It would be like if, if the three of us knew each other, if like I met Laura, but the only way I ever got to know anything about Laura was if Nicoletta told me, about you. Uh-huh. And Nicoletta was relaying, like, here's what Laura said. Here's what Laura did. Here's what blah, blah, blah. And so similar to a dating relationship, if the only way I got to know the person that I'm dating or married to was if somebody else told me about them, I wouldn't really be getting to know them. I would be getting to know someone else's interpretation of them, someone else's version of them. Yeah. And so with scripture, we do the same thing. And I think there's some healthy ways that we can view that like some people are like i don't want to misinterpret it yeah and some people are like i don't understand it well if, if it's the, i don't understand it um or even if it's the, i don't want to misinterpret it i would love to invite you to do the bible recap with us because <laughs> yeah. i have like 20 commentaries and five study bibles <laughs> yeah. that i compiled all this information i'm asking pastors from various denominations because i really want to just get to the basics of what Scripture's teaching and try to not insert my opinion in there. That's good. And so we'll say in different episodes, I'll say like some people believe this, other people believe this. Both of those views might be orthodox in, within orthodox Christianity. Here are five links in the show notes in case you want to dig deeper on this. Good you job. Know? I love it. And I want to invite people to mind the scriptures themselves to get to know God firsthand not secondhand. And so that's another reason we tell people, go read your Bible first, then do the recap. Don't just do the recap. I don't want you to just hear from me. I want you to hear from God and then let me help you walk through anything that might've been confusing.
1: Yeah. I love that because it's kind of going back to reading your Bible is about a relationship, not about a religion. You don't Mm -hmm. read your Bible just to read your Bible. God doesn't care about you checking a box. He cares about you knowing him. Mm -hmm. And so I love how you said that of look for God, look Mm -hmm. for this character and his character is going to make you be filled with joy because you're reading about a God who looks at you and says, you're my beloved. Mm. I'm crazy about you. But if you're reading it through the lenses of I'm black and white. I'm right and wrong. I'm good and bad. You're going to end up miserable reading this massive book. Mm -hmm. It's a big old book. It is. (laughs) Why would you waste your time reading this thing if you're not going to gain Jesus Mm -hmm. from it? Because you could gain the whole world, but if you lose your soul, you gain nothing. And so just so encouraged by that. I heard you say that on a podcast one time where you relate it to... Okay, if you're singing songs and hearing things about this person, but you never encounter it for yourself, yeah, that's not a relationship. Right,
2: it's not. And again, I think there are reasons people lean toward that. So I'm not trying to shame any listeners who are like, well, I just like, I love this worship song. I, I didn't know that it had bad theology because I'm not reading my Bible. That's how we measure if the worship song has good theology or not. Does it measure up to scripture? Or like, I love hearing my pastor teach. He's really charismatic. And that's how I learn best. But I think... The, the Lord has gems for you Come that on, you baby. have no idea about when you go yeah. into his word. One of the things that was important to me when we were building Bible Recap, a lot of people were like, okay, so you're going to end every day with an application point from that day's reading. And I was like, no, we are not. We're not ending with an application point because <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> and, and well, that yeah, absolutely, that's a great point. But one of my thoughts was, first of all, for a lot of people, reading the Bible is the application point. Mm. Like getting to know Dang. God is step one, and that is a hard enough challenge for them to rise to every day. The second thing is, I'm not trying to lay a heavy burden on your shoulders of mm. things, you, boxes you need to check, lists you need to make. I'm not. That's not what I'm here for. Like like you said, Laura, that's we have the Holy Spirit for that. What I want to do is help you behold the living God. So Mm -hmm. every day we end with what we call the God shot, which is a snapshot of God and his character from that day's reading. And so I'm pointing out those things that I'm trying to tell other people to look for. What does he love? What does he hate? What motivates him to do what he does? Where do we see the character of God in this day's reading? We call that the God shot. And so that's what we end every day with. And every God shot, so every day's reading, um, if you're doing the book, every day's video on YouTube, every day's podcast ends with me saying, He's where the joy is. Mm. And I want to be drawn in by the delight. David in Psalm 1611 says, In your presence there is fullness of joy. Mm. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Fullness of joy forevermore. Sign me up. I love all the joy. I want all the joy. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, (laughs) fill it to the brim. (laughs) That's really good. And if I know that that's found in him, then I'm going to want to read my Bible every day. And if I start seeing how to find that myself, I mean, we have... This is the fifth year that we've cycled through the Bible recap, and we have people who've done it five years in a row, and they're like, I'm in this for life. Like, I'm doing this with you until I die. Mm. And so it's not just a, that's a demonstration of, it's not just about, okay, I want to be able to say I've read the whole Bible. It's not just about that. That's also list making and box checking. This is about, you're in a relationship. Every day for the rest of your life, every day for the rest of your life, you Mm. have access to the joy of the relationship with the God of the universe.
0: That's such a great example. I love that you use Psalm 1611 and fullness of joy, because I think sometimes we also approach God in the Bible like he's hesitant. Like we have to beg, like, God, please teach me something. But like, I know I'm not going to ever know as much as she Mm. will. Or, you know, I could never really do that. Or We're like, God, if you will... (sighs) please sh- show yourself to me and and maybe give me what i want but not if you don't want to and also like forgive me for asking that you know yeah. we just like <laughs> we don't we don't mm-hmm. know god like i yeah. think we live in a world where we've made it comfortable to to make up our own version of god and and just receive this version of god that's that's all around mm-hmm. us that preaches self-comfort that preaches Mm -hmm. I'm angry at you and I might show you a little bit of favor if you just do all the things right and Mm -hmm. anyways there is so much to understanding God that in like the story of scripture and in all the little details that is really really rich and wonderful and can help guide Life, like you yeah. were saying, don't approach the Bible to like help guide life. But once you start knowing who God is, you start acting differently.
2: You yeah, know? because we become like the people. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that Jim Rohn quote that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. I absolutely want God to be one of those people. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yes. you know.
0: Absolutely. What I was going to ask is like, or one say that like God isn't hesitant to give you wisdom for the scripture. Like James literally yeah. says that like he'll give to all generously Mm -hmm. without finding fault. So if you're like starting to approach the Bible Mm -hmm. for the first time, God is not holding out. He's not like, well, if you just Seek enough or make sure you don't miss a Not couple a treasure days. Hunt. He's yeah. like, you gotta read this verse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He really does want to meet with you way more than you even want to meet with him. Yeah. So you just need to know that. But for the person who does really want to meet with him and mm-hmm. really wants to learn, like she's in on everything you're saying, Terry. Mm-hmm. What are some practical tools that you would give her outside of the Bible recap to mm-hmm. just kind of start yeah.
2: that? So first of all, I will say prayer is a huge one. And you you just touched on one of the prayers that I pray every day. So there are five prayers that I pray every day before I read the Bible. And if you do our plan on the Bible app, these prayers are in the first thing that you see when you open that day's reading. And so those prayers are, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And like you said, James five one, that's a prayer God says he will always say yes Mm. to. So I'm guaranteed a yes to that. I'm going to ask for it every day. I'm asking for it every day. Mm-hmm. I want all the wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> and so give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yeah. Help any knowledge I gain prompt me to love you and others more and not puff me up. Yeah. Because scripture good. says knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And I pray for God to show me anything new about himself good. that I haven't seen before, to correct any lies I believe about him or anything I misunderstand, and to direct my steps according to his word. Wow. And let me tell you, I'm on my 15th trip through scripture and I still learn new stuff all the time. And it is, this year especially, man, it has been, it's so exciting because, (laughs) so I like it relieves me, it helps me relieve other people of the burden of feeling like you have to learn everything your first trip through. Yeah. And then also, what I love, because I like fun and I hate being (laughs) bored, is I like knowing. That there's always something new to learn and delight in. Yes. That I'm going to be reading this every day for the rest of my life. I don't want to feel like I know it all. I want to feel like this is still a treasure hunt. Yes. And I love that so much. And so those prayers are the main tool that I have for people. As far as other practical tools, there's a lot of free stuff online that I think is really helpful. I love Blue Letter Bible Um, Blue Letter Bible is a free online resource. They have an app, but I prefer the browser version. And that is where I go if I want to look up a Greek or Hebrew word in its original context. I love their, their Greek and Hebrew lexicon. And I also love the Faith Life Study Bible okay it's bible.faithlife.com it's an incredible free online study bible again they have an app but again i prefer the browser um that's great <laughs> and then another great resource is just got questions i think it's got maybe mm-hmm. and they're a great place for when you're just like what does this mean or who is this person or what is this about I, they're fantastic they also have an app but those are three of my favorite resources
1: that's what about good. where to start though? Like if you let's say I handed a girl in my noble program never opened her bible before mm-hmm. but she's tasted and seen that Jesus might just love her uh-huh. and she now has this very large massive book in her hands, <laughs> where do you say start?
2: That's great. I would I would invite her to do the Bible recap. <laughs> honestly I'm like yeah, October 1, idea. y'all. Yeah, uh, I the I'm, new testament I'm, about to jump I'm like
0: what have I been missing? Those five right. prayers. I'm like that ministered to me, Terry Lee. Oh. Like I I'm, I'm going to look those up and start Come, Come on. That. Jump That's amazing. on in. Yeah. Come
2: on. You just said October 1st. For those who are like the whole Bible, even the Old Testament, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get your appetite whetted with the New Testament. We start on <laughs> October on. 1st. New Testament. It's a three-month reading plan. And here's what you need to know. Like, like we talked about, you can read the whole Bible in a year in 12 minutes a day. If you're a slow reader, guess what? The Bible app will read it to you. You can pick your accent. Like you pick the Australian. version. Yeah, it is. it is. It can serve you so, so well. If you're a slow reader, if you have a reading disability, if you can't read, it can serve you that way. And it's not cheating. Don't let anybody tell you that that's cheating, because for the bulk of human history, the way that people consume Scripture was through their ears. Most People go. couldn't read. Gutenberg hadn't invented the printing press. People couldn't afford Bibles. There are all kinds of reasons. For a long time, certain denominations forbid people to read the Bible. Yeah. And so there are... Uh, you have... We're in a scripture-saturated society. There are resources for you. So about 12 minutes a day of reading, and then the recap is either two pages in the book, two pages every day, or about five to eight minutes on the podcast or the video. And so if you take all that together, it's about 20 minutes a day. It's roughly 1% of your time that will change the other 99% forever. That's good. And yeah. so jump in with us on the New Testament on October 1st. We'd love for you to join us. And then here's what's going to happen. You're going to do the New Testament and you're going to be like, all right, I can do the Old Testament. And you're going to do the Old Testament and you're going to say what everybody always says, which is like, oh my gosh, I did not know I could love the Old Testament. I, like I, I am obsessed it. with the
0: Old Testament. Right? Yeah. After reading it, uh-huh. I, I can't get enough, and I'm in Daniel right now, uh-huh. and I was like wow. weeping earlier today, which doesn't happen a lot anymore because mm. mostly my quiet times get interrupted by a 15 month <laughs> old, 16. He's also weeping. Yeah, he yeah. was also weeping, and <laughs> in, in a way that I have to like calm my heart <laughs> to <laughs> the address because I just want to read the Bible. Yeah. No, that is. That is really, really cool. I was going to ask you something. You mentioned got questions earlier and you mentioned kind of the, your first trip through the Bible. You almost walked away from the faith. Like you, there were some hard things that came up and got questions, the great resources when you start having questions. Let's address mm-hmm. that for just a second. Yeah. Like when you read through the Bible in the Old Testament, there are some things that feel weird. Like why would God write this? Mm-hmm. Why would God do this? Or I think even for me starting to study it, I knew the answers, like I wanted the answers, mm-hmm. and it felt weird or kind of wrong to me that people thought different things about how to interpret mm-hmm. one passage about mm-hmm. marriage, divorce, remarriage, or whatever, mm-hmm. women teaching, or hard topics right. that are that God cares about. So you mentioned Got Questions is a great resource to mm-hmm. to kind of look into, okay, I'm going to have some questions as mm-hmm. I'm reading this, and there are people to help. But what would you say to that, like wrestle? Is that okay? Should oh, people gosh, it's be so
2: good? It's so good. I have like five thoughts. I'm gonna <laughs> Maybe go. four. Let's maybe go. four. Okay. The first is got questions is great. And I also tried to build in where a lot of those questions happen. I tried to build in to the Bible recap, addressing those things. That's good. And then offering more links in the show notes and anybody who's doing the book who doesn't have show notes like we do on YouTube or the podcast, we have a, page on our website. I think it's com forward slash notes or links. I don't, it's one of those two. It's either like show notes or links or something like that, where all of them are in there for the people who are doing the book. Love. And so it's listed out by day. So you can find exactly where it corresponds to your reading plan. So, cause we've tried to help people do that. We want to help them lean into the questions. Do not be afraid of your questions. That's good. Your questions are going to lead you to discover more about who God is. And it's discovering more about who God is, is only A good thing. Mm. So always lean into your questions. The other thing was, my first year and my second year through, I took my questions to my pastor. And so I think it's a great way to drive you into your local church, into your local community. Don't just trust some random girl on a podcast, like, or TikTok. (laughs) Right. Um, Like, lean in to your local church. We love the local church. There are local churches that the entire church has done the Bible recap together. Mm. Some of them, even the pastor does. Like some people will do it as their reading plan for the year, but sometimes the pastor will be like, I'm going to teach on what we just read that week. That's good. Like, and every week the sermon is lined up with what the whole congregation would have just read in the Bible recap. Very cool. And so that gives them the opportunity to be like, hey, Terry presented three different Orthodox views on this. Here's our view. And here's why we believe this is true. Another thing I would say is give yourself the opportunity to not have all the answers. Mm. That is a really important space to land is to not feel like you have to understand it all the first time through, the second time through, the third time through, like I said, 15 times through, and there are still some things that I don't feel like I have a full grasp on. And then what's also happened that kind of surprised me and is exciting and beautiful is there are things that I used to have a really firm stance on, and I could back it up biblically. Yes. And now I have a different stance on, and I can back it up biblically. And so what that gives me an incredible hope for about people is that we're leaning into the word. We are um, seeking things. We are growing. We are learning. We are evolving. And I mean, if we look at there's, there's a a story in scripture where Peter, who is fundamental in the thrust of the early church, Paul kind of has to rebuke him for some behavior. Yeah. And, and Peter adjusts. Yeah. And so Peter is still learning. You know, as, as an apostle, Peter is still learning. As a part of the early church, he's still learning. He's still growing. And so I should never expect that whatever answer I land on today might not shift in some way, not because Scripture has changed. Scripture is the same. So the answer was always what the answer was. Yep. But my understanding of it might grow. It's and good. I hope it should. I hope I'm always growing. Yeah. I hope I'm always learning. Yeah. To expect that I know it all right now, that's, that's insane. Yeah. That's arrogant.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I have shifted my language cuz I used to say I land here and like here's where people land, here's where I land. Mm-hmm. Here's where I land now. Is kind of mm-hmm. what I say.
2: Yeah. And, I do. I say my current understanding. <laughs> my current understanding.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. good, good. And people don't know that those subtle words. Some people right? be getting in my DMs and like, "Notice how I intentionally said it's right? like I'm mm-hmm. I'm intentional with my words." And I love that mm-hmm. both of you are too. That's awesome. <laughs> Dang, I love that. No, I was going to say, what else we got for this? Is this is gold, Terri? Thank you.
2: I'm having so much fun. This
0: is so much fun. We're loving. I wish we could talk forever, but I do want to ask you a couple more questions, Terri. For the girl who's feeling just spiritually dry, Mm -hmm. like I have no, uh, and honestly, I never super understood this until motherhood for me, Mm. where my brain capacity is like 30% of what it usually is. And I'm, you're just operating in a different world. And I think other people for whatever reason, either feel like they've heard all the Bible stories, Mm -hmm. they feel like they're doing all the things and never get that feeling of intimacy with God, right? Or they're just feeling blah and dry. And Mm -hmm. uh, what
2: would you tell that girl? I have a spiritual truth and I have a practical application. Okay. So, the spiritual truth is person who's listening to this, you know who you are. You know that everything that Laura just said, you're like, it me. Uh, that resonates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to remind you you are infinitely loved by the creator of the universe who sent his son to pay your sin debt. You are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You are filled with the spirit of the living God. You are his, he delights in you and he loved you first. He loved you first. He came after you. Mm. He wants to be near to you. And sometimes in the spiritual climate that we live in, in the in what Christianity looks like, a lot of times we feel like we have to make our desires match his, make our efforts match his. No, that's not the message of Scripture. The message of Scripture is it is finished, that mm. Christ has already accomplished for you all that the Father requires of you. So that means... You don't have to read your Bible to earn God's favor. You don't have to read your Bible to um, make yourself a good Christian. You are free to just read your Bible, to get to know God, to just delight in the relationship with the God who came after you, Mm. who knows every sin you have yet to commit every way that your heart is bent away from him. He already knows he provided for it. He leans in. You're free to receive his love. And, and one of the ways you're going to receive that love, you're going to feel that love, is by reading his word. That's good. And so that leads to my practical response, which is when we are spiritually dry, if you can, just just drag yourself under the faucet and ask him to turn it on. That's good. Just position yourself in a place where you can receive and feel the goodness of God. And so one of the places that's going to be is in his word. That is where his goodness is going to be made known to you. Another place is, is in a good place. church that teaches scripture, like drag yourself to those places. Let yourself sit under the faucet, beg the Holy Spirit to turn it on. Mm. He is the one who can change your heart. Mm. And the more you lean into behold who he is, the more ready you're going to be to receive that flood when it happens, because it is coming for you. I believe it. I believe he delights to meet you in those spaces. He delights to let you, feel his love to not just know it's true but to feel it
0: yeah that's good it kind of is making me think of when Elijah prayed for rain Mm. and then it says and then he prayed once more Mm and and the rain came mm-hmm. and then it didn't stop like mm-hmm. it was this crazy downpour yeah. of rain yeah which is that in first kings or second kings first kings 18 I first Kings. oh you're she crushing it. it way <laughs> to go girl um i think
2: i think no yeah uh, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> check. check me it's yeah. all right yeah, yeah. We, we're also learning we're on a <laughs> right? journey yeah we
0: know that elijah anyways yeah. like what you're saying kind of reminds me of that because i think it can be so disheartening of like god mm-hmm. i'm showing up i'm I'm doing all the right things. I'm I'm sitting here with you every single day and I walk away and I just still feel depressed or I mm-hmm. still feel whatever that is. And I think as I'm saying that, I'm like, I think sometimes like sin, I feel like can block our relationship mm-hmm. with God. Like where yeah. we're expecting, we're expecting something, but it's our own sin that's blocking. That's not to create fear in any, any of you mm-hmm. perfectionists. It's It's right. not to create fear. But it can be
2: really demotivating. So I love mm-hmm. that you just said, "I believe He will show up." Yeah. Like and, I, and to your point, I think the, the sin aspect I think is a real thing. And yeah. then I think also just to go back to what we were talking about earlier, the lens through which you are reading Scripture, the lens through which you are doing these things. If you're doing it to look for how to live your best life if you're looking for um how to fix all your problems if you're looking for how to please God and earn his favor like what is your so it's not just like do you read your bible mm. it's why do you read your bible it's good why do you do what you do and so that is one of the things it was very hard for me growing up in the Christian environment that I grew up in to train myself not to look for my application points, Yeah, to look yeah. for him. Every day I'm reading and I'm like, what's my takeaway? What's my blah, blah, blah? And honestly, it was never about him. And so it's funny when people start doing the Bible recap, sometimes they'll come to me and they'll be like, my, my God shot is that I need to be nicer to my roommate. <laughs> and I'm like, that is not your God shot. That's your you shot. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> you know, so good. Like, um, your God shot is, hey, God is kind to sinners. Yeah. God is patient. And so when you see that and you receive that from him, then that's where his spirit who lives in you ignites the fruit of his spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those get ignited in you. As you behold him, we become like what we behold. And so if your God shot is that God is patient towards sinners, God is kind to those who are far from him. Then that ignites the thing in your heart that responds accordingly, and so the lens through which you read scripture. If you're if you're feeling spiritually dry, I, like what I would do, even if you don't do the Bible recap, like I would encourage you to, because I think it's going to train you how to read scripture in the in the with a lens to look for God. But even if you don't, if you have a Bible journal, every day at the top of your Bible journal, write my God shot for that day. And like where do you see who God is and what you're reading? So if you're doing another plan, you can absolutely still do this. It's not exc- it's not, you know, I don't have it copyrighted. Like go, <laughs> it's this is for free. Go go do it and look for God in that day's reading. That is what will change your heart. Stop so treating good. the Bible like a mirror.
0: so good. It it's so countercultural and even I mean Christian countercultural and it's so biblical what you're saying. I we try to muster up the strength and mm-hmm. i think it's so deeply rooted in all of us who grew up in the church mm-hmm. sometimes i've literally said this like people who didn't grow up in the church are almost better off yeah you're not having to unlearn yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the things that you and no fault of your church maybe right. maybe not but mm-hmm. like we take on i took on perfectionism mm-hmm. and you know and you read scriptures like be holy as he is holy, and you think, okay, I will, you know. Right. Anyways, what you're saying, y'all need to rewind this. Is do people still use the word rewind? Like hit the back <laughs> sure. tin. Hit, <laughs> hit the little back <laughs> circle tin. Reverse, 10, reverse. T- 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 yeah. reverse <laughs> um, Swipe left. Swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to what she just said again. And listen to it slowly. And and literally ask God, like, what do you want me to know about who you are in that? Because I think we do. We spend a lot of our lives trying to muster up. We think our faith rests on our shoulders. We mm-hmm. Even even the culture on, on social media, it's like, how can I elevate my faith? How can I elevate? It's like, how can I, 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 what can I do differently? And yes, you want to apply scripture. Right. You, you don't want to walk away and be unchanged. Right but it's looking at God and like Mm -hmm. understanding God. When you behold God, you can't help but be changed, which is everything that I'm hearing you say, which is so awesome. And what makes you
1: exhausted is when it's a religion, kind of what we talked about and not relationship. And I want to add, because I feel like what the Lord's done in my own life in the last year is once again, I'm a list girl. I'm a type A, I'm a good and a bad, I'm black and white. And what the Lord has just recently been teaching and showing me is like, hey, Nicoletta, even if you never opened this book, I love you the exact same. Yeah. I love you the same. On the day you wake up and read my Bible and on the day that you don't, I gave you this book because it's a love letter. Mm -hmm. It's literally a love letter that I wrote to you so that on hard days you might experience joy. When you're feeling heartbroken you might be able to experience peace. When you're frustrated with your roommate, you might be able to have tips and tricks on how to handle that. And what I think so often we look at the Bible as a list of rules and we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. And why? Would i open that book when it's going to steal my joy mm-hmm. but in reality no he gave you this book to give you abundance of joy he doesn't say don't get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery because he doesn't want you to have a good time at a wedding he says hey when you get drunk on wine you're gonna make mistakes that are gonna hurt you and i love you mm-hmm. and so i think once again it comes down to jesus who is your gotcha no Who is Jesus? And if you're reading the Bible through these lenses of, oh my gosh, I'm broken, I'm a sinner, and I'm a failure if I don't open it, Jesus is like, daughter, my eyes when I look at you and gaze at you is, once again, my beloved your worth isn't in you opening up the scriptures it's a tool it's a gift and i love that's what you've done terribly and if you get the bible recap if you've ever done the bible recap and you ever experience guilt and shame for missing a day missing a week missing a year or maybe you bought it and you still haven't opened it that is a lie mm-hmm. there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus rather you have been given a tool because jesus is literally saying I want you to know me because when you know me, you are set free from the lies. I don't cover you in them. That's why we read our Bible, y'all. Not to be moral or better or special. Jesus like, you're already special. You're special because I called you special before you were even born. You're my beloved before you even took a step. You do not go up and down in my book. We've got to make sure that you hear that in this podcast mm-hmm. because you might even walk away of like, but I'm still better today because I woke up early and did my quiet time. And Jesus is like, girl, I freaking love you (laughs) whether you do a quiet time ever again. Your worth does not go up and down whether you open your Bible.
0: Love it. So many good nuggets, y'all. Tara Lee, is there anything else that you just want to leave the people with or anything on your heart that you're like,
2: I got to say this? Oh, my goodness. I'll say this. For, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we hear a lot of times, so Nicoletta and I are single people. hey Um all. But uh, you are two steps uh, different in life. You are, you're your married mother. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have a lot of people who do the Bible recap, and they're like, do you have anything for kids? And so we are about to release the first in our kids' line of products because we want like whole families do the Bible's for everybody you yeah. know people are like oh kids are too young to understand no, no. did you know that young uh, Hebrew boys young, young Jewish boys would have the whole Torah memorized by the time they were 12 if they can memorize it we can read it you yeah. know like so we're Come releasing on. these kids line of products and so I'm super excited about that and the youngest king was what eight
1: very very young yeah, yeah. yeah. I think
0: it was eight yeah. from, from what I remember but I, I could be mm-hmm. wrong okay.
1: okay and where can people find the Bible Recap where can people find you if they're interested in learning more
2: Ah, cool. Um, I would love that. The Bible Recap.com is our website, and then we're on all the socials at The Bible Recap. Tara Leigh Cobble is T A R A L E I G H C O B B L E. So I'm on the socials at uh, Tara Leigh Cobble and Cobble.com. And if you want to come to Israel with me, we're israelux.com, or if you want to join, I have a network of Bible studies where we do deep dives into scripture. So the Bible Recap is where we read the Bible. D group is where we study the Bible. Is that in
0: person or virtual?
2: Both. We have in person. I'm
0: asking for myself. Yeah. not for the, not. <laughs> yeah, <we> have, <laughs> this is purely Right. I am in. We have,
2: we have both options and okay. we do 12 week studies. So we do four of 12 week studies a year. And in 2024, we're doing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John fun. And so we're deep diving into, we'll usually deep dive into a book of scripture or a topic of scripture. And so we do deep studies and we meet in groups of 12 or less, either in homes, in churches or online. Gosh, so oh, options for that. everybody around the world come love. on love yeah okay, and that's Tara- mydgroup.org
1: love that okay terry mm-hmm. we got to go there we got a lot of single girl listeners. I look up to you as a fellow single lady. <laughs> I feel like you are someone I look up to as someone that does singleness really, really well. Oh, I honor Both you. Both of
0: y'all, y'all are crushing it. You're I'm so proud of you. But like you, I'm crying in my bathtub.
2: What is what is crushing it in singleness look like? <laughs> it, listen,
0: it means I know this is not about what you do, but let me just tell you what I was doing when I was <laughs> single. No, I was chasing shoes and I was living the life
1: of chocolate at the screen. <laughs>
0: No, I was probably, I probably shed probably a little bit more tears, I would say. Her bathtub was her tears. Uh, My bathtub <laughs> was filled with mm-hmm. tears. No, I, at my bachelorette party, it was a joke because I would just, I would get these crushes on guys and then I would get devastated. And it was part of, honestly, like that is part of your relationship with God as far as like the things that you're feeling and the things that you're experiencing, whether it's heartbrokenness and singleness or whatever it is, you need to know that like, God is actively using those things to draw you to mm-hmm, him. So mm-hmm. you can let it make you bitter or you can let it make you more faithful. Or better. <laughs> yeah. Bitter, bitter or, or, better. or better. Yes, that's good. Bitter or better. Anyways, I think y'all crushing it looks like following Jesus wholeheartedly. Mm. You know, you take care of yourselves. You are we clearly. Starting ministries over here. Come on, dearly Lee. <laughs> yes, started right. ministries, which everybody doesn't have to do, but you yeah. just have to be faithful where you are mm. and, and not, I think. I think I see a divide. I see it happening all around me. I see this divide of people like the older and older we get, it's you either grow more healthy or more unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And when you're single, I think sometimes those unmet desires rehearsed daily mm-hmm. can create this, like you, you, your head starts hanging a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Your shoulders start getting a little bit slumped over. And I don't mean that like physically. I mean like emotionally and right. mentally. The presence that you bring into a room is like less of who God intended you to be because you've let these unmet desires just take over you, mm-hmm. forgetting that God has purpose in your right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I see that a lot. I, I really do. And it's so sad, and God can redeem anything, but what I think y'all crushing it in singleness looks like, y'all are two gorgeous ladies with your heads held high, knowing that God loves you, running hard after the kingdom, and... You're open, right? You're open,
2: oh, open Just, asking, exa- yeah,
0: <laughs> open and asking. Listen, yeah. so you're still available because yeah. I think a lot of other people self protect mm-hmm. and and say like I it hurts the possibility mm-hmm. of that. I don't want to go through the rejection of it not happening. So, anyways, that's what I think, and I'm trying to find some boys to <laughs> set y'all up with. But so no, I want to hear
2: you. That was where I want to end is give yeah. us your best piece of
1: singleness advice. <sighs>
2: Um, I mean, I feel like I'm a one-hit wonder with that question. Anytime anybody asks me for my best piece of advice, for anyone on anything, it's always read your Bible, yeah. <laughs> because it was so transformative for me. And so um, that, I mean, truly, that is my one piece, my best piece of advice, is read your Bible, because it's going to transform your life, your relationships, your heart. You're going to feel differently about yourself. You're going to feel differently about God. You're going to feel differently toward your loved ones, towards your enemies. It is you know, as a single people, most single people have more discretionary time. Doesn't mean they're less busy, but they have the opportunity often yeah. to choose more what they do with their time. Yes, they're not um, beholden That's to someone to else's it. schedules or needs. So they might be even busier than a married person with children. But a lot of that is their own discretionary time that they've chosen to use a certain way. And so, what I would encourage you, single people, is make sure you're using some of your discretionary time to build into something eternal, your eternal Mm. relationship with the living God. It is to me more important than other things that are also important. So taking care of my body is important. Exercising is important. Getting sleep is important. Relationships are important. Church is important. Um, Serving is important. But that is the thing that undergirds all of those things being healthy in my life, because That's I good. might be going to the gym to achieve something or to build some self-esteem or whatever. And if I don't rightly understand who God is and who I am because of him, then I might be going to the gym for the wrong reasons. Mm. I might be building the wrong kind of relationships. I might be working in the kind of job for the wrong motivations. And so the, the relationship with God is the thing that undergirds everything else in my life that is good and important, being healthy. Good, mm,
1: y'all heard it here first, Tara Lee. Thank you so much for coming on, y'all. She is a gift. If you don't know where to start with reading your Bible, please, please, please check out the Bible recap. It starts October one, and we they are starting in the New Testament. I might just hop on the train too. Let's go know, for Come off, But thank you, Laura. <laughs> wow, Laura, Tara Lee, you're Comble, welcome. And you're La- so, and so welcome. We love you guys. Have a great day.